Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
into the Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show, Wednesday, December 8th. How about that? We just keep on inching closer and closer towards the end of the year and towards 2022. So, and I got to tell you, I think there's a lot of people who would be very happy or who will be very happy to see 2021 in the history books. Anyway, we have a great show lined up for you this morning. At 8 a.m., we will be talking with Susie Graham. And then at 8.30, we will be talking with Kent Gill. So you get a twofer today. How about that? And before that, we have some of the greatest indie country music out there. So why don't you take a seat, grab a cup of coffee, and kick back and relax. And let's start out with, who do we have? We have Todd Barrow. Good luck. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. She heads up to New York City. Look, smoking hot, so pretty. Gonna be a model clothes. She sure is. Wearing St. Laurent, Fendi Prada, who knows? There's a million people trying to make it every day. Someone out there tries to steal your dream away. If you feel you're down, just had enough. It's to your success. Start covered up in lights on the stage. Oh, yeah. Sound is so good just to make a wait. There's a million people trying to make it every day. Someone out there tries to steal your dream away. If you feel you're down, just had enough. It's to your success. Breathe another second without you. 
You're the truth that I believe in. Reality, my sensibility, the universe forever at our feet. Joe Redmond, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> you're tuned in, Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. Let's keep the music going. Who do we have up next? We have Ronnie Rice, Only So Much to a Heart. There is only so much to a heart. And I kept giving you all of mine. But you kept tearing it apart. I turned to say goodbye this time You keep calling every day You say let's just give us one more try 
But every time I said you're okay You wind up saying goodbye Goodbye I hope you find what you need Goodbye There's only so much to a heart I'm finally getting over to you Someone now has my heart The one I once gave to you Someone knows how to love me Someone It makes me wonder, am I good enough? 
Nina Flaz says, good enough. And hey, you are tuned in Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. Let's keep the music going. Who do we have up next? Jerry Lee Christmas. Jerry Lee Willis, Merry Little, Little Christmas. Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on your troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on All troubles will be far away We are here As in the olden days
Jolina Carl, Lockdown, and we are going to keep the music going. Who do we have coming up next? We have Taff Simmons, Old Georgia Clay. I find myself lately bumming around with this beat-up guitar in these backcountry towns Dealing my music to a sawdusty crowd They all dance the same It's like a merry-go-round Well, I've seen it all From a dirty old spoon To a cage made of vine That they threw me into It was there I met Jesus It's where he met me too I'm sure I believed it Every word that he said But when the hell gate swung open I returned to the dead The scarred of my body Put scars on my mind Until they locked me back up I can't count the times But what gets to me Is that I can't seem to pray And that sticks to me Like old Georgia Clay My daddy told me you better think twice You can't unthrow the stone Once you set it to flight Son, mind your mama Keep your eye on the prize Cause the wolves on the meadow And they're covered in lies Now I must have missed it Not the words that he said Like a life gone astray And that sticks to me Like old Georgia Clay I felt it all From the bone 
chilling cold to the hard place it left me with the lies that I've told and if the truth can still save me I may never know and that gets to me like a soul that's been sold Sticks to me like a man growing old. Yeah, it sticks to me like a man growing old. Under the black and white fire is crackling, holding my baby tight. 
perfect time for falling in love. It's a merry Christmas, all right. It's the perfect time for falling in love. It's a merry Christmas, all right. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, Merry Hoey. Merry Jolly Christmas, and you're tuned in Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. Let's keep the music going, shall we? Jet Jergensmeyer Unfinished.
Oh, yeah, Lori Lynn, all I want for Christmas. And you're tuned in, Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. Hey, and don't forget, in about 20 minutes, we're going to be joined by Susie Graham, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then at 8.30, Kent Gill will be our guest. Who do we have coming up next? We have John Dartnell. Hold me now.
is Karen Spradley, and this girl's hard black dog indie country radio show, and we want to welcome Arnold into the chat room. So great to have you this great to have you this morning. And who do we have coming up next? Johnny Angel, Empty Glass Cafe. Would you believe? heart of mine has suffered from all the pain I once put you through. I'm sorry for the time that I've hurt you. Now I sit alone in the empty glass cafe. There was a time believe I adored you Although I did I failed to show you how And now you're gone And I've lost my way That even God can find me Right here in the empty glass cafe I hear your name through the wind and rain Echo calls you only Today I'm lost and all alone I guess my new name is lonely And now I see Your trust in me has drifted far away And I sit alone In the empty glass cafe See the look in her daddy's eyes. 
your dreams. And hey, you're tuned in, Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. Who do we have up next? We have Dennis Ledbetter, Don't Take Christ Out of Christmas. Where 
That was Katrina Lynn, I feel so country. And you know what? We're going to do one more song, and when we come back, we should have Susie Graham on the line. So what do you say, Finley River Boys? Oh, holy night. stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and there repining till he appears and the soul finds its
and that was Finley River Boys Oh Holy Night and you are tuned in to Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show and we have got on the line with us all the way from sunny Scotland Susie Graham and good morning Susie how are you? Good morning Phil I'm fantastic thanks for having me on. So is it sunny out there today? No. No. Oh, okay, then I well, take it back. It's not sunny Scotland. It's not so sunny Scotland at the moment. No, we do have some daylight, but <laughs> it's getting cold. It was snowing yesterday. Uh, was it really? Yes. So it's cold. I'm not ready for winter. I, I'm really not. I live for summer. I've lived for summer. I was born to be living in a hot country. When I come over to the States, it's like 100 degrees in September. And when I come home, it's dark and it's cold and it's winter. No, I don't like winter. I like the sunshine. So what's the temperature out there right now? I think it's uh, about 2 degrees right now. That's Celsius, right? Celsius. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that puts out, uh, what, like so, about 38 degrees Fahrenheit? Maybe about, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still cold, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about your music. So you're in, oh, were you born in Scotland? I was born in Scotland, yes. I've always lived here. And so you said that you've been to the States. Uh, four times now. I've wow. Been. The first time was back in 2016. I was invited by Jolton Jim McCoy. He was the man who discovered Patsy Cline when she was 14. She came in and sang live on his radio station in Winchester, Virginia. Wow. So I was, yeah, I was doing a Patsy Cline tribute. And Jim had saw some of my videos on YouTube and asked me to come over to West Virginia to play in the Troubadour. So that was the first time that I came over back in 2016. I stayed with Jim and his family and did some other shows in the area. And then Jim passed away while I was there, sadly. Oh, I'm um, sorry. But, yeah. Uh, but the new owners of the Troubadour, they carried on the traditions. Jim had did Patsy Klein days every year um, for Labor Day, which fell in with her birthday and for her March anniversary. And he had did this for 54 years. And then, as I said, the new owners kept the traditions up. So I've been back again and back in 2018 covered more states and then 2019 i played in nashville with my own original songs wow so i know <laughs> all right i think that's very cool though that they have a patsy klein tribute and they've been doing that for 54 years yeah wow since she died because jim stayed friends with patsy up until she died okay and he was also he was close friends with her husband charlie dick until he passed away in december 2015 they always sang the Ernest top song waltz across texas good song every year yeah so the song that i wrote about jim Joe and jim mentions i hope you're waltzing across texas tonight and that's a reference to that so then you went out to, you were in Nashville, and you said that was 2019, yes. so that was right before the right before the lockdowns and everything. Yes, yes. So at least you got that in. Was. And, well, mm -hmm. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you were able to get in 
do what you had to do and get back home. So. Sure, sure. I was actually also in Rome in January 2020, um, making a video for one of my songs, Squeeze All the Juice Out of the Orange. And then it was just when I came back from Rome at the end of January, we were starting to hear that this thing was going on. And then it was on my birthday, wow. <laughs> March 24th, 2020, when we went into lockdown here in Scotland. So when you were in Nashville, where, where, where did you perform at in Nashville? I performed at the Music City Bar and Grill up at Opryland yeah. with Chris West and the One More Ride Band. And I performed a half hour live stream spot in the Blue Bear Bar. And the reason I got that was because I was coming home from gigs in Scotland and at two o'clock in the morning I was streaming. They were doing live streaming before anyone else was doing uh, through lockdown live streaming. They were streaming all these singer-songwriters from this amazing place. And I had started talking to the guys that were running it, just saying, hi, I'm from Scotland. And all I said, I'd contacted some of the bigger names and hadn't really heard much back to say I was there. And then some of the guys, as I said, when I said I was from Scotland, I said I was going to pop in and say hi. And they said, do you want a spot? <laughs> so that's how that happened. So that was wonderful, getting the full half hour of all my own songs. Yeah, so, you drove all, so you flew all the way from Scotland to Nashville. Flew from Scotland to um, Dallas in Virginia. Okay. And did some time in Maryland, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and then drove to Nashville. So it only took us eight hours to fly here from the U to fly there, but it took us ten hours to drive. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, I live two and a half hours from Nashville, and I wouldn't invest two and a half hours to go to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, well, had to be done. I, find I also had some shows anyway. Um, I was doing some Patsy Klein shows in Seversville and Knoxville and Crossville okay. and Cooksville. So when I got to Nashville, that was all my own songs. So the, I take the wig and everything off. <laughs> the new home for country music is Dallas. If, oh, really? Yes. If you want to do country music, Dallas is where you want to be. Nashville is great Texas, if you want to do rap music or pop music, but there is no oh, country know, music yeah. in Nashville. That well, doesn't I'm exist. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pop now, but okay, Dallas. So you're Georgia. I was I actually am. offered to come over to, um, was that it's in Alabama? I don't remember exactly what it was called, but obviously when this had all hit, um, we're just hoping now that things are going to go back to normal and we can maybe look at that. Well, see, that would be, you know, that's got to be hard for you guys, though, because, you know, you're out in Scotland and you're in Europe. Now, during the lockdown, were you able to... Were you locked into Scotland, or were you able to go to any other countries in Europe? Uh, you weren't allowed to fly. Um, you could drive to England, perhaps, in some places like that. But no, you weren't uh, allowing. We weren't allowing flights and okay. things. So, and especially internationally, and then America's just not been letting us in at all, for <laughs> regardless of anything. So. Yeah, I've got but a, it changes every day, so we don't know still. I know, you know, that that's happened. the problem, because they, they don't have, nobody has a concise thing about, 
you know, what's going on. So every day you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to fly out. You know, if you want to come yeah. to the States, you don't know if you come to the States, if you'll be able to go back home. So, I know. Because you know. I was supposed to be there in September 2020. I had a show booked with some guys. We had a band. Um, and we were hoping to get up to the Wheeling Jamboree. Um, and it was a Middleton Nights fair that I was booked to do. But again, they just said, you know, this isn't going to go ahead. and Just have to wait and keep positive. Well, let me ask you a question because, you know, you do you do Patsy Klein songs and you do a lot of country songs. And, you know, I, I know one of the guys over at the radio station, he does two shows on Monday night. One show, the first show he does is the Celtic Music Hour. And then the next show is the Bluegrass Music Hour. And I I know that you know, when they came from Scotland and Ireland, they brought Celtic music and Celtic music evolved to bluegrass music and bluegrass music uh, somewhat evolved into country music. So it's all related. I mean, country is a oh, sure. country is a derivative of Celtic music, but um, again, <laughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> um, so how did you get into, I mean, what got you into country music? Well, my mother always played Patsy Klein records when I was a child. Okay. And I always remember one of my earliest memories has been about six years old. Um, my mum was playing a Patsy Klein album and there's a song, uh, when I get through with you, Patsy sings, Susie will have to go. And my mum was pointing upstairs, uh, that was her singing along, that was my cue for bedtime, Susie will have to go. But I just remember <laughs> thinking, this is great music. I didn't think I sounded like her or anything. I just really loved the songs. There was no songs like that in the chart over here. And then just gradually, um, because I loved the music and I loved all the stories and country music, I got into my own um, different people, Dolly Parton and everything. I love her. And I would go around all the markets in Glasgow and find all my own cassette tapes when I was a kid with my paper round money. <laughs> but yeah, it's just great music. Um Great stories, as George Dolly says, it's extraordinary stories told by ordinary people. You know, it, <laughs> but you're absolutely right because that's the one thing that's always set country music apart from all the other genres is it's always told the story. Might not always yeah. be nice, might not always be happy, but it was always yeah. about real life, and yeah. that's where you know that that's one reason why I love indie country because indie country is keeping that tradition alive mainstream isn't it you know yep. mainstream country they they lost that a long time ago you know they're just yeah. they're just all out pop music now there's nothing you know what comes out of nashville today is nothing even closely remote to what you would call country but sure. you know the one thing that i really love though is you know because i talk to people from all over the world and i you know scotland ireland um Norway, Sweden, and it's funny though because you know you talk to somebody who's got an accent when they talk, but then when they sing, they don't have an accent. Yeah, it filters out. I know. I think just because of growing up and listening to the country songs, you just kind of sing them that way, or well, they sound they have to be sung that way. <laughs> but sometimes there's nothing you can do about it if you've got that natural yodel thing or the lilt or whatever. It just happens. <laughs> well, you know, it's 
there's I was listening to this I was I got a song this was a while back but it was from this girl and she was singing she was singing country music and I'm listening to her singing and I'm wondering wow I wonder what part of Texas she's from yeah. well I come to find out that she's Welsh and I'm like <laughs> okay and so I I had her on the show and she had the thickest Welsh accent you could imagine Wow. And I'm like, how do you go from having the thickest Welsh accent to where I can barely understand what you're saying to singing a song and you've got a Texas twain? I mean, how, yeah. how does that work? <laughs> I do not know. I think just being influenced by great country music artists of the past. Well, I, I got to say, I am. I think it's fantastic that you guys are embracing real country music. And that, Thank you. Um, I agree. You know what? We're we're gonna play one of your songs, and we're gonna talk about it when we come back. And okay. you're tuned in to Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. We are talking with Susie Graham this morning, and this is her song Nashville. Give it a listen. We will be right back. Well, today I got a check among the mail. I was gonna pay my bills, but what the hell? Went up to see Laura at the travel agent's door. She booked me on a flight out to Nashville. Nashville, here I come where the sun is always shone. Hope I get a spot and open mic now when it's on. Oh, Nashville, I was blue. Oh, so awesome for you. And I But I'll take the things to do before you die I'm gonna see those Broadway lights Head up to Tootsie's bar at night So mama, take the coins off of my eyes Oh, Nashville, here I come Where the sun is always shining Keep that country music And the top where it belongs Oh, Nashville, I was 
and that was Susie Graham Nashville, and I really like that song. That that's country. Now that's a country song, and I like it. So you wrote that song, and I wrote that song. Yes, I am assuming you wrote the song about Nashville, which is why it's titled yes. Nashville. Well, I always have to ask because you know people come up with people will have a song and they'll have a title and. I've been wrong sometimes when I oh, really? yeah when when I said so that's a song about Nashville and uh, you know uh, somebody might come back and say no actually it's not it's you know so um, <laughs> but let me ask you how many songs have how many songs have you written so far oh um maybe get about a hundred or so. Wow. Um, I was doing one every week when we were in lockdown, so <laughs> that was about 70 weeks or something. <laughs> yeah, so you had nothing else um, to do, then, so you might as well write some. Yeah, well, I, I had ones before, and the, the ones that I was lucky to get to record before that happened uh, with a band. So the ones that I've written now has just been with me on acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, and that's me starting to get back in the studio with the band now because we've got a show coming up in February uh, in a theatre in Glasgow, the uh, fourth theatre on the 12th of February. So we have to get stage ready for that now. Um, but I just play acoustic guitar and I mean tambourine. Well, let me ask <laughs> and I'm you. I'm the band, so. Um, yeah. so you've got a band. And what's the, what is the name of the band? Well, we just call ourselves really Susie and the Band because okay. it's, um, I've got an auntie that runs a folk club and it's like her friends, that like the house band there, they do all their own things, but they very fortunately said that they would come and record with me and play with me and now we're starting to get some shows, so they're just wonderful guys. Jim Jack, John Graham, John Thompson, David Thompson and Willie Gamble, now we have one steel guitar. Oh, fantastic. You, can't, you know what? It ain't country if it doesn't have steel. Ah, uh, you, yes. So, yes. so that's going to be wonderful. I was forward to that. I was going to ask you, you know, about the band, but you answered my question because, you know, I, I was going to ask you if you knew the band prior to putting it together and they were the house band for where you perform at. So that makes it easy. You knew the guys, you knew who they were, you knew their music, and they knew who you were. So everything I just... I didn't... I never ever thought to actually ask them. <laughs> I was asking all these other uh, guys <laughs> that I'd known and all these songs I was sending to people and it was just man who said, why don't you ask these guys? I don't believe, I never thought of that. <laughs> but they do their own thing and everything. I thought they might have been too busy, but no, they love the songs and they're really happy to play on them. And they're just wonderful musicians, so that's great. Well, that is that is fantastic, and so you're performing in February, and is that yes. when is that when everything's opening up, or are things opening up right now? Things are opening up just now. Um, I'm still I do singing full time as a job, so I go out and do hotels and restaurants and things at the weekends. Um, but February is the first time we're getting together as a band okay. and doing the original the original songs. When now that you're out there and you're you're around people, are the crowds coming back? I mean, does it seem like people are excited to get back out? And are the crowd it's are the crowds mix. there? Yeah, they are and they aren't. So 
it just depends really <laughs> some people are coming out some people are still a bit dubious but it, it's starting to get there okay. there is a lot of places they're not doing any of their big events till next year so just hoping that after Christmas everything will really start to get back to normal but I think because Christmas coming up and things people are getting just a little wary just now they're not too sure but we're still getting not bad crowds it just depends, really. You can't tell, but I'm just hoping. Well, Fingers I'm, crossed. <laughs> I'm sure that by now, you know, after being locked down, and it's not just there, it's all around the world that everything was locked yeah. down, and so now things are opening up, and, you know, <clears throat> I think if there's any positives that could be taken from this, the first positive is it's put the mainstream artists and the indie artists in the same level playing field. Nobody was making any money. Everyone was starving. The only difference yeah. is the mainstream artists were really hurting it because they weren't used to starving. I know. The it's indie artists, yeah. you know, the indie artists were like, hey, there's, you know, uh, oh, is, is there a yeah. pandemic? Is there a lockdown? <laughs> we don't know because this is what we normally do. Um, yeah. But I, I think the other one and the biggest thing is that it's taught people not to take live music for granted anymore. Absolutely. Because you don't know if there's going to be a next time. I know. Yep. So when you do your shows, um, do you travel just, are you just in Scotland or do you travel all around, all around Europe to do your shows? Well, uh, just really the UK, I've done some things in England um, but no, it's just the UK and America. Okay. <laughs> I think the last time I was there, I covered nine states. Wow. So, yeah. So you were in, well, you were in Virginia, Nat, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Tennessee. Uh, and then I didn't play in New York. I was only just up in New York. Um, where else were we? Philadelphia. Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, okay. um, Delaware, and there's one more. Uh, I'll just get the map. No, can't think. <laughs> so you had a whirlwind tour. So how long were you yeah, in the state? Yeah, uh, six weeks. Okay, the last time. But that so had to been a week. That had to have been very cool for you, though. Was that the first time that you were in the... Well, you had said that you had been out here before to do the Patsy Klein trip. 2016 was the first time, yeah. Just West Virginia and Virginia and Maryland that time. You know, it's, it's funny. I've got a friend of mine. He's from England, and he's in the States right now. He was finally able to get back out here. But he tries to come, I don't know, twice a year to perform. And he goes from Nashville to Alabama. And, you know, he stays in that pretty much... He stays in that area. but. He was telling me the very first time he came here that he landed in Virginia and he drove to Nashville. And he said, you know, you oh, could wow. drive from one end of England to the other end of England in like 10 hours. You can go from one yeah. side to the other. And he started driving and he was driving forever. And he had no idea that America was as big as it was. And I said, the well, first time, yeah. You know, I, I'm like, did you look at the legend on the map? And he says, no, I just I figured, you know, it, it looked like a little <laughs> short distance. I'm like, okay. So, <clears throat> but no, I, I think that 
I think people are amazed when they come here and they see just how big it is. Yeah, the first time we came, um, myself and my partner, I had uh, booked everything right. We're going to New York because we're so close to it. And he said, how close? And I showed him with my fingers. <laughs> About an inch. <laughs> but that's what I'd looked at on the map. It was obviously an eight-hour train ride. <laughs> 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 yes, remember, always look at the always look at the legend on the side of the yeah, map to give you an idea. Yeah. Um, so when I things... it can't be too far if it's the same time zone. <laughs> when I was in Tennessee, I couldn't believe there was part of Tennessee there was an hour's difference. Yeah, in the same state. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America. What can I say? Yeah. Um, so. Let me ask you, if people want to know more about you, if they want to know yes. about you, your music, your career, where you're going to be performing at, what are the best ways for people to follow you? The best uh, way would be Facebook. I am on, uh, for my own original songs, it's facebook.com forward slash Glasgow Country Girl. Or if you just look up Susie Graham Music, um, and if you want to follow the Patsy Klein, that's facebook.com forward slash Patsy Klein tribute. Wow. Well, I wish you nothing. Stuff on YouTube. Well, I wish yeah. you nothing but the best of success. Thank you so much. And you have an amazing sound and you have an amazing, you're fantastic songwriter. So um, I think you're going to be in it for the long haul. I don't see you going anywhere. Nope, I don't plan on it. <laughs> okay, well, um, keep me posted on when you're going, you know, when you have plans to come back out to the States again. and I sure will. You are welcome on the show anytime. Oh, wonderful. Thanks very much for and having me. That's much appreciated. One more question for you, and that is, do you have any new projects in the works right now? I'm always writing new songs and I'm just um, trying to teach them to the band just now so that we can get them recorded okay. and then just looking at next year, getting a big bunch of shows, hopefully so. I'm just going to keep at the writing and I'm on the fourth album now. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So this is going to be what you're working on right now is going to be for your fourth album. Yeah, just getting them recorded, yeah. And so when do you think it's going to be? I mean, not not at the exact date, but when do you think roundabout time when it's going to be done? I would imagine by the end of January okay. because we'll have these ready by for the show in February. Wow. Well, Fingers do... crossed, hopefully. The band are that good. <laughs> well, keep me posted. And hey, when you I get will. done, if you could send me out, if you could send it out to me, I will make sure that I play it. And the other thing is, when you do come out with this album, there's going to be 10 songs on the album? Yes, something okay. like that. And they're all original songs. I, what I would love to do would be to get, your, to get your new album and get you back on the show so we could talk about the album and go through it and you know talk about your inspiration, what you were thinking on each song on the album. Oh, that would be great, yeah. Okay. Well, then we will do that. You'll let me know when you get the album out, and we will have you on yes. so we can let the, we could let the world know about your new album. Yay! Excellent. Okay. We're gonna I'll certainly let you know. 
and you are tuned into the Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. We have been talking with Susie Graham, and we are going to close out this segment with Country Girl. And Susie, it was great having you on today, and I do look forward to talking to you again very soon. Look forward to that too, Phil. Thanks very much. You're quite welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, then.
We are, and that was Susie Graham, Country Girl. And hey, you are tuned in, Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show, and we have got all the way from sunny Louisiana, Kent Gill. How are you this morning? Well, I'm doing great, Phil. Hope everything's good in your area of the country. Ringgold, Georgia? Yes, sir. I I woke up this morning, so that's a good thing. That's about as good a start as we can hope for. It it is because you know I'd hate to wake up dead one morning, and oh, yeah, it'd be disappointing. All right, it it would be. Well, you know, I for me it would be disappointing, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would celebrate if that happened. So <laughs> I I do have some detractors. What can I say? Yeah, well, I'm not one of them. Well, I I know, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so, how you been doing since the last time we talked? Well, I've been doing great, just uh, having some uh, great recording sessions and uh, enjoying the music as always and playing uh, music in a lot of venues and just uh, going around our part of the country and uh, playing and singing and also sometimes playing with our 50s rock band, just uh, enjoying always the music. Now, when I know that Choda had a concert down in Louisiana not too long ago. Were you part of that? I sure was, yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I always enjoy the opportunity to work with Choda artists and uh, uh, these shows that Donna Ray puts on. I mean, they are top-notch. And I uh, I was a part of that back in, I think, early October yeah. at, the, uh, at the Menden Webster Parish County Fair or Menden City Fair, whichever it was. You know, I she had told me about it, but when she finally told me about it, I had absolutely no time to make arrangements or anything. And I'm like, you know, if you had told me about it three weeks earlier, I could have made arrangements. And she's like, yeah, we didn't know if it was going to happen. And, you know, everything was up in the air because of the whole lockdown and everything so she said they didn't know that it was actually going to fly until it actually flew so right yeah but it seems like y'all had a good time and you got to see my friend erica i sure did i sure did and she just did great as always uh sang some great songs well we all love erica so for sure yeah great artists uh she sure is a really, really fine singer. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. So, um, you are in the process. You've been working on some new songs, and have you gone to the studio to record these songs? Well, yes, I have uh, been in and out of the studio a lot lately, as a matter of fact, uh, working on uh, two things, working on uh, a cover album of just cover songs from back in the early days of country music that I just really love and also uh, working on a Christmas album for next year. Oh, excellent. Uh, you have to you have to get those started a lot earlier than you think. Yes, yes you do because you have to get them out to people by, you know, the beginning part of November so that they could get it into their playlist for the Christmas season. And you know what the problem with Christmas music is? It's such a short period of time. I mean, you've got from Thanksgiving to Christmas, so you've got about a month of Christmas music, and then nobody and hears it until the yep. following year. That's exactly right. Uh, on the other hand, I love Christmas music, and uh, when the, at that time of the year rolls around, I uh, 
I just love to hear the various versions of the, the Christmas songs yes. sung by country artists. So tell me about this new album that you're working on right now of country classics. Well, I'm I'm just really just selecting favorites of mine. One of them has already been released as a single, uh, "Your Stepping Stone." It's uh, it's my latest uh, single, other than my Christmas songs, and uh, it's doing well. And then I'm re uh, working on some others. Uh, one of them uh, is a fool such as I, uh, uh, old Hank Snow, and then later Elvis Presley uh, recording. Uh, another is one that's not so well known. Uh, it's called the California Polka. And uh, those are in the works, but then I've got a, a number of others that are coming around as well. And they will be, they will be from the old, recognizable, classic country artists that I'm re-recording. Well, you know, I, I got to hand it to you. I think it's great that you are keeping old classic country alive because you know it it's a lot of that music's been just forgotten in the hash you know in the trash heap of time so i i commend you for keeping it out there and keeping it front and center well it is too good to just let go by the wayside I agree. You know, uh, it needs to be redone every oh 10 to 15 20 years uh, just so that the people coming along can be aware of it. Yes, you're absolutely right. Who are some of your biggest musical influences? Because I know that you love, you know, I know that uh, classic country is a big is a big part of you. That's for sure. And I have so many influences, but I think probably uh, my first was Jimmy Rogers. And then from there, Johnny Cash had the scene along about 1956 or 57. Well, 56, actually. And uh, I have, I became a just a big fan of Johnny Cash and always have been. Uh, his guitar player, Luther Perkins, is my guitar influence as well. And uh, from there, George Jones, everybody I know likes George, Merle, uh, Gene Watson came along later, but Gene Watson is such a great singer. Uh, he just has uh, such a unique voice, and it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, a, it's a driving voice, yet it's a mellow voice. But I really like Gene Watson's touch he puts on a song. Well, you know, you, talk, you talked about Johnny Cash, and, you know, on Saturday nights I do my sock hop coast to coast. And yes. I play music from 1956 to 63. And one of the songs I play is early Johnny Cash. I guess things happen that way. Which oh, yes. Is, well, probably one of the best songs he did. Because I, I love the early years when they started out doing rockabilly before they switched over to country. Yes, and, uh, I love the rockabilly era. And I, I think the Sun record label, you know, all of the artists who were on Sun back then, it was all rockabilly. I mean, you had Jerry, you had Jerry Lee, Johnny Cash, um, Elvis, Carl Perkins. Yeah, I mean, you had some great, great artists, and I'm sure back in the day, none of them knew or none of them thought that they were going to be as big as they ended up being. But just to have them all in one spot at the same that, time—that is amazing. Sun Records was. I would say the fountainhead of rockabilly music. Oh, it was really, really the uh, maybe one of the fountainheads, big fountainheads.
as of rock and roll in general. Yeah, I I agree. Well, you know, rockabilly derived from country and bluegrass, and then from there you had <laughs> rockabilly just kind of morphed into rock and roll. So right. if we never had rockabilly, we never would have had rock and roll, and we wouldn't have the music that we have today, which, is, which could be a good right. thing or a bad thing, one of the two. Exactly. Sam Phillips of Sun Records had real vision. He saw he saw some things that other people weren't seeing at the time, and uh, taking these artists like Elvis and Cash, Paul Perkins, Jerry Lee, and uh, giving them a uh, an avenue to uh, get their music heard. Yes. You know, one of the other artists he had on there on his label, which everybody has kind of forgotten about, but I haven't, and that was Johnny C. Johnny C., yes. Who's, I, I, he started I, I, out. I love Johnny C.'s music. So, oh, so did, so did I. I mean, he had some great music. And everybody thought that he was trying to impersonate Johnny Cash when he first started up, but it was it was just his voice. I mean he had a he had a deep voice like Johnny Cash. He was just being himself. And and, uh, and, and you know if you uh, if you listen closely you can distinguish between their voices. I mean the, they do have similarities, but they do have different styles. I still think, you know, between the two of them, I still think that Johnny Cash was way overrated and Johnny C was way underrated, but that's okay. That, that's a debate that everybody can have until the end of time. But, you know, I, I do have a special place in my heart for Johnny C because his daughter is my lovely and talented co-host on Tuesday nights. Well, she is just a, a very fine artist as well. I she love is. her music. I, I really like her music. She she is a trip, so <laughs> and she's she's helping to keep her music her dad's music alive, and keeping her dad's music alive. He's also she's also keeping all of that music alive. Really, sure, yeah, really. Well, you know what we're gonna do? We are going to play one of your country song or one of your Christmas songs, I should say. <laughs> Okay. Because this is the Christmas season, so we can play Christmas music. For sure. <laughs> I love Christmas music. <laughs> I usually play it twice a year. I'll play it, you know, I'll, I'll take a day in July and play Christmas music and just say, hey, Christmas in July, because, you know, heck, Hallmark, Hallmark has Christmas in July. So I figure if they can do that, I can do that too. So, ha. Huh. Well, <laughs> why not? And, hey, we want to welcome Michael into the chat room, and we want to welcome Scotty into the chat room this morning. So great to have the two of you with us, and you are tuned in Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. We are talking with Kent Gill, and this is his Christmas song, I Want a New Baby for Christmas. We will be right back. One with long pretty hair I will stand and kiss her And I know I'll never miss her Because she will always be there I don't want this old baby for Christmas Cause Santa you know she's not true She kissed me on a hayride Then took me for a sleigh ride And turned 
a new baby for Christmas. So don't you bring me one that's untrue. Well, kiss me on a hayride, then take me for a sleigh ride and turn my white Christmas to for Christmas. I like that song. It's got a great beat to it. Glad you like that. Uh, guess who wrote that song? Who wrote George it? Jones co-wrote that song. Really? He did. Yeah, it was written in the late 50s or early 60s. And uh, George did record it. And also Johnny Preston recorded it. But I've always liked it. And I wanted to make it a little more sound like, give it a 50s rock sound. So I played, put that baritone guitar in the background and Dexter Mathis played the lead guitar and played some 50s, 60s type licks in that and uh, Vance Monday played steel guitar on that. Well, I'll tell you what, they did a great job on it and the song works really well. I really like it. It's, it's a kind of a fun song, yeah. It is. Well, it, get, it gets you in the mood. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing, especially on a Wednesday morning when people are still trying to wake up and get the cobwebs out of their head. <laughs> and so you get a song like that, and it does help get the blood flowing. That's right. That along with that Maxwell House coffee and community coffee. <laughs> exactly. So let me ask you, do you drink your coffee black or do you use cream? I don't use cream. I uh, use just a little sweetener, and that's about it. Okay. See, I, I can't put sweetener in coffee. I, I tried that. It doesn't work for me. Um, but uh, as long as it's black and as long as it's hot. Heard that, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's the important thing. So we were talking while the song was playing, and we were talking about the, fact that, about, the fact, about the fact that you have a 50s band that you tour with throughout the, throughout the Louisiana, Texas, that whole area. That's right, yep. A band called Flashback, uh, edited by my friend Bill Handorf. He uh, is a great 50s singer and doo-wop singer, and I sing some as well. We have some um, other singers in the band, and we have, uh, of course, guitar, bass, drum, saxophone, background singers, and uh, even a dope bro. Can you imagine a dope bro in a 50s rock band? No. Uh, my friend, my friend, Don French. 
plays dope, bro, and he makes it work. I mean, it. Uh, you, you think of it at first in a 50s rock band, and it's a little hard to imagine, but he makes it work, and it sounds good. How how is it received? I mean, when you're going when you're going around because you know, let's face it, not many people play fifties music anymore. Not many, and you know that kind of is in our favor because uh, it's I guess scarce, and there are people out there who still love it. So we always have good crowds. We, uh, I mean, we. Uh, are always pleased with the crowds, and the crowds are always glad that we're doing what we're doing, you know. Now, is it an older crowd, or do you get younger people that come out and listen to it and say, God, you know, this is really great music. Where has it been? I've never heard this before. It's mostly an older crowd, but I'm surprised still at the number of younger folks who do like the 50s music, and uh, that would be not only not only in the uh, 50s rock, but also in the country. There are there are young people out there, I mean, in their 20s, who like the music of uh, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I guess it just says something about the quality of, the good quality of the music. Well, it, it's timeless. I mean, the music never changes. It was, it was a more simpler time. The music was simpler. I mean, the chords were easier, and the right. lyrics were the lyrics were definitely a lot better back then than they are today. I think, but um, yeah, you know, I that's one reason I I really love indie country is because it's kind of a throwback to the way country music was back in the late '60s, early '70s, where everybody who came in they all had a different sound and a different style. It's not like what comes out of Nashville today that everything sounds exactly the same. That's what I like about indie music as well because. For one thing, uh, your recording studios are not centered, say, in Nashville, where there is a tendency for things to often sound similar. Uh, so you've got a recording studio out in Central or West Texas, one in New Orleans, one in Shreveport. You're going to get a lot of different creativity in the music. And that's what indie music, I think, is bringing to the forefront. And I think it's getting stronger every day. It, it definitely is. And, you know, I always go back there. A few years ago, I was working in front of my house, and the kid across the street from me was washing his truck, and he was serenading me with, you know, um, pop country on the radio. And I went up to him, and I gave him a CD of one of my friends, and I said, you know, I really appreciate you serenading me, but can you play something that's not going to make my ears bleed? And so I gave him the CD and he popped it in and I'm like, thank you. And so that night he came over to the house and he said, you know, I was playing the CD for my friends and they're really digging this. Um, how come we, we've never heard this before? Where do we hear this? And I said, well, you're not going to hear it on mainstream radio. You have to listen to the internet to hear it. Uh -huh. And I think that once people, I think once you introduce people to indie country, especially, they you turn them on because it's a sound that they've never heard before. That's that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, I have uh, I have friends who are close to my age who tell me that their grandkids are coming to them and say, "Hey, have you ever heard this?" And it's the music out of the fifties and the sixties. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's music they've never heard before. 
And, right. you know, let's face it, what comes out of Nashville, and I think who was it? The president of Sony said, if it, if you don't hear it on the radio, it doesn't exist. And there's uh-huh. so many people out there who believe falsely that real country, traditional country music is dead, but it's not dead. It's very much alive. And like you said, it's growing in popularity and it's getting bigger and bigger every year. You know, I have this hope and maybe even a dream that uh, this indie music is going to move to the mainstream in a year or so, hopefully soon, you know. But I, I would love to see that happen. I, you know, I totally agree with you. And I've been saying for the longest time that um, somebody in the indie country scene is going to come out with a song that's going to blow the roof off of Nashville. And it's going to force Nashville to take indie country seriously. And when that happens, there's going to be a plethora, I love that word, of music that the likes nobody has ever seen. And it's just going to open up a floodgate. So I think we are all on the ground floor of something that's really big about to happen you know i think so too and uh there have been similar things going on in the music industry before one thing that comes to my mind is country music was going kind of similarly in the same direction and about the uh uh, i guess the early late 70s early 80s yes and then ricky skaggs comes along and he he comes out there and shows what the old country sound, what what can what can be done with it, and uh, his music was totally different from uh, what had been being played on the uh, country radio mostly. And then other people started to come along. I come out of the woodwork that uh, played music not like his, but their own music that was uh, that had the country sound, and uh, it was amazing that for a while that was really really the trend. Chet Atkins actually said that Ricky Skaggs is the man who saves country music. I think it's between Ricky Skaggs and John Anderson, because both of them came yeah. out about the same time in 1982, and this was right after the whole urban cowboy fiasco, after John Travolta destroyed country music. And, and John Anderson, I have to agree there, I love his, I love his sound to, the, to this day. Uh, he, he sounded a lot like old lefty. He, he did. Well, you know, it was something you didn't hear because, you know, after in 1979, 1980, during the whole Urban Cowboy thing, when all the music sound, sounded the same, you had Johnny Lee and Mickey Gilly and then everybody else. And instead of having fiddles, they had violins. And uh, Nashville really started to become overproduced. And then yeah. you had somebody like John Anderson who came out with his song Swingin'. And he had such a thick accent when he was singing. And it's like, I mean, it just hit, it hit you like a rock. As soon as you heard it, it was like, wow. And then Ricky Skaggs. And that opened up the door for other artists like Ricky Van Shelton and um, George Strait, Alan Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so had that not happened, country music would be it never would have survived and then you know it's it started growing and then it started waning again back around what i want to say 10 years ago it started changing directions again and 
Nashville, you know, the music executives are really digging in their feet because they don't want any traditional country. They like pop country, and they are going to do everything in their power to ensure that pop country never goes away, which is a detriment to people who really love music. Well, I think that, uh, uh, you know, recording studios around the country where you've got different backgrounds and influences, that influences the music as well, and the uh, all the variety that it brings into music is perfect for that. Yes. Uh, because, you, like I say, you got people in Shreveport, you got people in Texas, you got people, uh, I suppose, all over the country recording indie music. And it's uh, it, it's like you get some difference, differences in, in styles, differences in musicianship, and that kind of thing. And it's just, to me, a re- really great thing. You know, the if you had said 15 years ago that Louisiana would be a hotbed of country music, I think people would have laughed at you and said, yeah, okay. But now you look at all of the artists who are coming out of Louisiana. I mean, there's more. there are more artists out of Louisiana than out of Oklahoma, which, you know, that's 15, 20 years ago. I mean, Oklahoma is where most of the big country artists were born, were born. And the new home of country music. Nashville is not the home of country music anymore. If you like rock, if you like rap and you like pop music, Nashville's great. But I think the new home for country music is Dallas, Fort Worth. Probably so. Yes. Uh-huh. Probably so. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty, pretty much a hotbed of uh, modern, well, modern country, uh, modern traditional country, I guess would be the better way to say it. Yes. But they are doing they're doing the exact opposite of what Nashville's doing. Nashville has cookie cutter artists out there all singing the same songs. You don't know when one song ends and the next song begins because they all sound the same. Yeah. I uh, uh, I am I'm excited about what's happening in the indie industry right now. Oh, so am I. I think fiction is uh, show us some really powerful things. Well, you know, indie country is making a dent because all the award shows all have categories for indie country. Mm-hmm. And if you know that people are clamoring for it. And I think, what is it, for like five years in a row, indie, indie country has outsold mainstream country as far as CD sales. I didn't realize that, but yeah. that's, that's good news. Yeah, people people are clamoring for it because it's something they don't hear, and they're getting tired of listening to people like you know Florida Georgia Line and uh, people you know people like that, and dare I say you know Sam Hunt and so I think people are clamoring. They they want real music, but I. I blame the fact that, you know, when music videos came out and Nashville suddenly realized that they could become Hollywood and they started going to Hollywood to have their music, you know, all the music videos done. And Sony and RCA, they went out to Nashville. They bought up all the small mom-pop recording studios and record labels. And then they sent the people from New York and L.A. out to Nashville to run these labels. And, you know, the people who came out here to run the labels don't like country music. And I'm sure they felt that they were being punished by being sent out there. And so rather than try to embrace country music, they just decided they were going to change it to a taste they liked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, like I say, I, I, I feel like indie music is on its way up and is going to uh, surprise us all with a very pleasant surprise. Yes. So. I am looking forward to seeing the next direction that indie country takes because every year it gets bigger and bigger. More people are coming into it. And the thing that I really love about indie country is that it's all substance over style, whereas in mainstream, it's all style over substance. You know, you have to look a certain part, you have to be a certain age, and you don't need that in the indie scene. Um, You can be in your 50s, 60s, 70s and still be making music, whereas in mainstream, mm -mm, they won't even give you a second look. That's right. That's right. And that's good for people like me. Well, I, it's good for it's good for the listeners also because they're getting yeah. a taste of a whole bunch of different music that they normally would never have. That's correct. So I, that's correct. I, I commend you and everybody else doing it. I look forward to your next album coming out. And when do you think that's going to be out? I hope to have that out by June. Okay. Yes, it's going to be my uh, cover album next I hope to have that out by June. I am looking forward to that. Are you going to send me a copy of it when you get it out? You'll be one of the first to get one, yes, sir. Now, are you For going sure. to, is it going to be just on on MP3s, or are you going to have a hard copy also? You know, I'm, I'm still hard copy minded. I uh, I will also, I will have a CD of that as well. Yeah, I, I will have a CD of that as well. Some of my uh, single releases I do on MP3 only, but when I release an album, I'm, uh, redu- I'm going to have a hard copy with it. It's going to be a CD, and I'm you know, going to have the traditional listing of songs and liner notes and that kind of thing. See, that's what I love about CDs, because you can look at it, you can hold it in your hand. It's something personal. On MP3, I mean, it's great, because you can get it in, you know, you can get it automatically anywhere in the world. You can get it within a matter of seconds. But it's very impersonal. You can't hold it. You can't see it. It's just a piece of, you know, it's just electronic. So I, right. I, I still I do, love it. I do be able to touch that that recording, that CD, that record. I prefer vinyl, but I, I like a CD as well. And I, I'm like you. I like to touch those records. I like to see them and hold them, read from them, and that kind of thing. I love, you know, I'm I'm just one of the old fashion people like you i remember going to the record store and buying an album and taking yeah. it home and you open up the cellophane and it just had a smell to it you know i mean you can oh yeah nothing smelled like a freshly opened album and then you take the album out you know the jacket and a lot of times they'd have the music or they'd have something on the jacket and you could look at that and you'd open up the album cover and you know there was just a whole bunch of stuff to read. There were pictures. You could see who wrote the song. And some of them even had the lyrics on the song. So Right. Mm-hmm. I miss those days. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Well, you know, when I was a boy, uh, you uh, you saved up your money. It cost almost a dollar to buy a new record. So Johnny Cash or somebody would come out with a new record in the small town where I lived, you just hoped that they would get it in soon. And whenever 
you know, you'd hear it on the radio, and then you'd go to town when you had, had to get a haircut when you went to town. <laughs> then you'd take that dollar you'd saved and go to the record store and say, do you have that new Johnny Cash record? And uh, they had it where well, you spent your dollar that day. I, I remember that. I, I remember, you know, they had, a, they had a box of the top 20 songs. Yeah. And you'd go over there because you'd hear it on the radio until so you'd rush over to the record store to buy that 45. And you were really disappointed when you went there and they were sold out of it. It's like, oh, God. Okay. But then when they had it, I, what, what I always did as soon as I got home, because I knew the song I wanted, that's why I bought it, was for the A side. And the first thing I would do is I would put the B side on. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the B side was even better than the A side. Yeah, it used to be that, uh, you, you know, you really, you really got two A sides. And some yeah. of them, yeah, some, some yeah. of them. Especially yeah, back, people. you know, especially back in the 50s, you know, late 50s, early 60s, you could. Were, yeah. Quality, quality uh, songs for both sides. Yes. Yes. And, of course, there were some that you listened to the B-side, and it's like, yeah, I know why it's the B-side. But, <laughs> hey, you, you never know until you hear it. But I'm, I'm sure that's what happened even back in the old days when the DJs would get the 45 and they would play the B-side, and that would end up being the big hit. Oh, yeah, that's happened many times, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at Elvis, Ricky Nelson, Everly Brothers, people like that. Um uh -huh. The B-side, which is, they never thought it was going to do anything. It was just filler music, and it ended up becoming going gold. Almost persuaded. David Houston's almost persuaded. Yes. It was thought to be a B-side when they first released it. And that song ended up being one of his biggest hits. It was his signature song. Yeah. yeah. It was his, uh -huh. So you never know, but you, you don't get that anymore because you get an MP3 and it's one song. That, that's it. There is no B-side to an MP3. That's right. And I, th I think that's what's lacking because it's taken all of the, all the imagination out of music. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I, uh, I think it's going to change. So I, I think we're, I think we're, on the edge of a big happening in, in the music industry, country music industry. I think we are. I, I yeah. honestly believe we are. And like I said, I think we are on the ground floor of a major groundswell. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the world by storm. Yes, I think so. Well, let me, I do. let me ask you, if people want to know more about you, if they want to know about your music, your career, where you're going to be performing at, what are the best ways for people to follow you? Because I know you've got a bunch of different bands, so it's not just you. You've also got your 50s band. And so for people to follow you on everything that you do. That would just be go to my website, which is kentgill.com. Kentgill, all in one word, dot com. And you'll find my website and uh, more about uh, everything that I do and uh, all my information for my uh, recordings and uh, all our personal appearances as well. Well, fantastic. Well, you know, Kent, you know you are welcome on any time, and I do look forward to talking to you again very soon. And I wish you nothing but the best of success, and, and I know that you are going to be around for the long run. 
Well, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, and I appreciate all you do for our independent music, for all our good independent artists. Uh, it's, it's amazing. You probably are not aware of just how important you are, but we appreciate you, Phil. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. You do the same. And, you know, I've, I've got my 12 listeners, and they, they do enjoy the music I play and the interviews I have. So <laughs> my, well, my 12 what? listeners, thank you. Twelve will become twelve million when country. <laughs> it depends on what we think. Yeah, you know what? I I do this because I love doing it, and if I if I was worried about how many people were listening, I I'd, I'd be in trouble. But I do this because I love doing it, and the music needs to get out. It sure does, and you're getting it out there. And you know the other thing is that because we're going to close this out when the roll call when the roll is called up yonder. And inspirational Christian music, that's really coming into its own, too. Yes, and I do love uh, Christian music. I love the hymns, the traditional hymns, and I love the uh, other music that's coming out. Like my album has 10 of my songs on that album I wrote. And then there's When the Road is Called Up Yonder, a traditional hymn, and Just a Closer Walk with Thee, another traditional song. Uh, I, I love it all, and uh, I'm glad that it's moving to the forefront. It is, you know, you know, you know that Christian music is becoming popular when they have their own, they have their own organizations, and they have their own award shows. Right. So yes, uh, you know that it's becoming very, very popular, and I, people are people are clamoring for that too. You know, they want something that I think people want something that's going to take them back to a better time. Yeah, I think you're correct on that. I think you are, and uh, this this music does. Just, you know, so often I open my shows with a hymn, uh, and it's usually an up-tempo hymn, like when the roll is called up yonder, something like uh, old leaning on the everlasting arms, uh, but people love these hymns. They do, and, you know, songs like, I'll fly away. I mean, let's face it, everybody sang that song growing up. I don't think there's a person out there who did not sing that song. Yeah. So I, I think it just takes people, they see everything that's going on in the world and they want something that they can hang on to. And, you know, music is like the old traveling minstrels of olden days where they would go from town to town singing about what was going on in the world. Right. And that's how people used to get their news was from music, and so music does have music does have an effect because it it talks about what's going on in the world. Well, it does. Yeah, it, it, it's it is a reflection of our culture, or yes. it can be a reflection of our local culture uh, as well. But uh, it it definitely it has an effect because it's a reflection of our culture. But then in turn, it reflects back upon us and maybe influences us somewhat. It it does. It does. But people like you and people like Michael who are listening in on the chat room right now, um, you guys are helping to keep music alive and you're helping to keep spreading the word. And so that's all we can do is keep spreading the word and just you turn you build your fan base one fan at a time. That's the best way to go anyway. Hello to Michael, by the way. How you doing, Michael? So we are going to let you go so that you can start your day. 
You know, <laughs> is, is it going to be hot in Louisiana today? Because like I said, oh. no, it's not going to be uh, like it was the last time you were here uh, when it was mid-summer. It's uh, <laughs> about 48 degrees outside. Oh, okay. So it, it's going to be a little bit cooler than it was when I was out there in October that one year and my yeah. feet stuck to the asphalt in the parking lot. So I, I, I think you'd be safe walking through that parking lot. <laughs> today. Yeah. I won't have to worry about getting tar on the bottom of my shoes everywhere I walk. <laughs> I never experienced that in my life. I, I got to tell you. You're old Louisiana. <laughs> and that was North Louisiana. I could imagine what South Louisiana was like at that time. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I told as somebody, does Satan come to Louisiana when he wants to warm up or what? <laughs> so, but... Uh, it, it was great having you on this morning, and you know I look forward to having you on any time that you want to be on. Thank you, Phil, and it was a real pleasure, and I just wish you the best, and again, Merry Christmas. Yes, you too, my friend, and we're going to close this out when the roll is called up yonder, and you have been tuned listening to the Black Dog Indie Country Radio Show. We have been talking with Kent Gill this morning. Don't forget tonight, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, the two dorks. That's me and Black Dog and my friend Scotty. He's out in Colorado. He's one of the 10 people who live in Mountain Time. And we will be talking, well, we never know what we're talking about, but our special guest tonight will be Will Arnell. Will Arnell is going to be our special guest tonight, so you're going to want to make sure that you are tuned in listening to that. So until tonight, be good, be safe, God bless, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you say this, Lois. Be good, be safe, God bless, and have a great day, everybody. Bye. And Michael, uh, Scotty, Arnold, Robbie, we do appreciate you tuning in to the chat room. You do make everything possible, and you make it work, and we really do appreciate you. So until tonight, we'll be talking to you. Bye. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair When the saved of earth shall gather over on that other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder This morning when the dead in Christ shall rise And the glory of his resurrection share When his chosen ones shall gather To their home beyond the skies And the roll is called up yonder I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder
Sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.